I'm in the New King James Version, Ezekiel chapter 37, verse number 1. It says this, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. Father, thank you for your word. It is anointed. I ask you, Lord, to anoint me tonight as I speak your word, as you give it to me. I ask you, Lord, for our eyes and ears to see and to hear what you'd have to say to us. And that our heart would be fertile ground, Lord, for your word to spring forth in days to come. I ask you, Lord, right now to bless these people. Bless us with your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. I want to preach for a few moments with the subject. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. (laughs) Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. I want us to be encouraged tonight. When I preach, I want to be an encourager. I don't want to always just bring you bad news and there's no solution. The world's evil, the devil's evil, the enemy's evil, and poor us. We just have to endure it. No, we have a solution. We have a God that sits on the throne. Guess what? I've read the back of the book, We Win. (laughs) So I want to be an encourager tonight. I want us to hear the word of God tonight and let it penetrate our heart, our mind, our soul. I want our eyes to be open to what God is saying to his people in this day and in this hour. We were talking yesterday, I think it was me and Brother Nick, and we were talking about no man knows the day, no man knows the hour when the Lord will return. Somebody put on, uh, I, I don't know, they put it out as social media and other areas and says, the Lord's coming back September 23rd. Again, the word says no man knows the day, no man knows the hour. What I have to say to who anybody that says the Lord's coming back the 23rd of September, sell everything you own and give it to the church. Don't prophesy something and then not believe it. You sell everything to the church so they can minister the gospel. And then when the Lord don't come, then you understand to keep your mouth shut. Pastor, that's me. I, it's the word. I mean, come on. No man knows the hour. No, he wants us to know the seasons. He says there's going to be wars, rumors of war. We've been seeing that for a long time. You know, when the Assemblies of God was formed, they, they immediately went out and started trying to be missionaries to foreign countries. And the reason why is because World War I was breaking out. I'm telling you, everything lines up for the Lord to come back today. What is not fulfillment of prophecy can be fulfilled just like that. Okay? That's how quick it can happen. So we have to live as if the Lord's going to come in our next breath. But we need to plan for the next hundred years. Do I think it'll be that long? No, I don't. But neither neither did the disciples. We need to keep planning for the Lord to return at any moment. Live our lives. Here's the key right here. Live your life right. You don't have to worry when he comes back. (laughs) Well, that's not my sermon. I'm going to try to stay to my sermon tonight, so it will be short. Be shorter than last night's meeting. Everybody said amen to that. Listen, the Word of God, God's Bible has stood the test of time. Amen? Participator, it's going to be a long one. Although many have tried to downplay the Word of God, they've tried to oppose it or disprove it, the Word of God still stands true today. 
I remember Miss Vanetta brought me a video one time. In this video, they had discovered wheels from chariots at the bottom of the Red Sea. And they couldn't understand it exactly. Duh. I understand it. The Bible said it. It doesn't matter if you believe it. It's still the truth. They were talking about monuments. We read in the Word of God where they built monuments when they crossed the Red Sea, when they crossed the Jordan. And now they're starting to find some of the monuments saying, we're not sure exactly what this is. I'm like, duh. I know what they are. God placed them there for us. There's things that's in the Word of God. Anyway, people just tried to say the Word of God, it's, it's just fairy tales. It's this, it's that. It's God's holy Word, and every, everything in here is true. And we need to understand that. God's Word will stand true tomorrow. The next day. And the next. And the next. And the next. It's going to remain true. <laughs> Because it is unadulterated, it's not mixed or diluted with any different or extra elements. It doesn't need a companion Bible with it. Now, I may ruffle some feathers right here, and I'm not trying to, but there's certain religions out there that says the Bible is good, but you have to have the companion with it. Did you know that? Had to have a second book with it? Absolutely not. This is the Word of God. It doesn't need to be mixed with something. It doesn't need to be diluted with anything. It doesn't need to have any extra elements. This is the word to live by. God's Bible is complete and absolute. If you are a Christian, there's no other way of looking at the Bible. It is, it is complete. It is absolute. And when we start thinking that this Bible may not be true and everything in it can't be true, the devil's got a foothold. He's got a stronghold into your life. This word is true. Our text tonight is a depiction of a very desolate place. It's a picture of a dry place. It describes the need for spiritual restoration. I want us to see two facts that this text tells us. There were very many bones. That's what the Bible says. There were very many bones, and they were very dry. Wow. When I read the Bible, I try to read it just as literal as it is. I read it within the context that is written. I believe what it says. This text is referring to a great army that God is about to raise up. It is a vision that Ezekiel saw. Most Bible scholars will agree with me and say it's a vision from the Lord that Ezekiel saw. The Bible said he was carried out in the spirit of the Lord. He was set down in the middle of the, to see all these disturbing things. I'm telling you what, if I was taken out into a valley and I was set amongst all these bones, it would freak me out. I think it would to you too. It was the valley of dry bones. Matthew Henry said this, and I loved it. By prophetic impulse... And a divine power, he was in vision carried out and set in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones, of dead men's bones. There were bones not piled up on a heap, but scattered upon the face of the ground, as if some bloody battle had been fought here. Where the slain left unburied till all the flesh was devoured, decayed or rotted, and nothing left but the bones. 
and those disjointed from one another and dispersed on the ground. He passed by round about them, and he observed not only that they were very many, but they were very dry, having been long exposed to the sun and to the wind. The bones that have been moistened with marrow, when they have been dead for a while, lose all their moisture and are dry as dust. End quote. I know this text is talking about the fact that God can, God has, God is, and he's going to continue to raise up an army. But the dryness just jumped out at me when I started reading this. I saw it in a little different light. When I see these dry bones, I thought of myself different times in my life and different things in my life that's been dry, that's been dead, that's been lifeless, that God raised up. (laughs) Well, when reading this, I, I couldn't help but think that this was an example of our own lives. I want you to go with me here tonight. Understand what I'm saying here. If we're honest, there's times when we feel like this vision that Ezekiel is seeing. There's times in our lives where we feel this dryness. We feel this destitute, this desolate place, this dead place in our lives, whether it's something in our lives or maybe it is everything in our lives. We feel like it's dry. I know we come to church, we put on our happy face, we say, God bless you to everyone we greet in the house of the Lord. Sometimes we ask, How are you doing? We reply, We're doing good. Doing good. When everything's going wrong, when everything's dry. Don't get me wrong. I don't want everybody dumping on me. How are you doing? Well, let me tell you. Went to the doctor today. You know that infection I was telling you about? Oh, it was awful. You should have smelled that. Oh. Woo. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear all them stories. I just need to know your toe is hurting and we will pray for it. We don't need to lie to each other. Sometimes we just need to say, God is good. Or I'm blessed and highly favored. I could have lost that toe, but I didn't. Amen. Most of the time, we don't want anyone to know that we're struggling. Pastor, man, I'm dry in my spirit. There's dry things in my life. There's, there's things in my life that I don't understand going on. And, and it just seems like I'm getting farther and farther away from God. It just feels like I'm dying in my spirit, man. That would be honesty most of the times. Most of the times that, that I've been in that dry spot, I walked in the church, I'd smile at people and say, I'm doing good. But in truth, I was dying on the inside. My son was laying in the hospital with cancer. Didn't know if he was going to live or die. I was dying on the inside. I needed someone to breathe life into me. For some reason in church, we sometimes act as those that enemy doesn't pursue us. <laughs> if you've been here very long at all, you know that I tell you all the time, the devil comes at me every day. Every day. I've got the big target emblem on my back. And it's not the store. It's for his bullseye. He's after me every day. That's why I need to be in his word every day. That's why I need to put on the whole armor of God every day. I need his protection. I need his wisdom. I need his love. But for some reason, sometimes we think that the enemy doesn't pursue us or 
that we're so holy nothing ever happens or affects us. Well, you're the pastor. Nothing ever happens to you. You're just you're on cloud nine all the time and everything's going good. Well, for one thing, I don't want to put all of my troubles on you. Okay? Second of all, I do have faith in my God. But the other thing is sometimes we are dry. We are in a desolate place. We act as if if we have a problem, we must be backslid. You know any Christians without any problems? Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you, you don't have problems anymore. Matter of fact, that widens the target. That's when the devil wants to really hit you. What would he better achieve is going ahead and killing off a sinner that's already sinned or try to get a Christian to sin and kill them? He's after you. He's after me. And we act like when we have problems. Even in the Word of God, I remember someone asked, asked Jesus, who sinned? Them or their parents? I remember somebody asking my mom and dad, who sinned? Because Ferris has cerebral palsy. Some things in life is happening because Adam and Eve set some things in motion. <laughs> we act as though to be dry is an indictment and that we're lost without Jesus. I want you to know if you're dry tonight, it's not because you're lost without Jesus. It's just because you need a refreshing. You need a thirst-quenching drink from the Heavenly Father. That's what you need. Yes. Glory. I saw a movie years ago where the doctor said that one of the characters in the movie he wasn't dead. He was just mostly dead. You ever been there? I'm not dead, but I feel mostly dead. Mostly dead. Sometimes there's things in our life that feels mostly dead. It may not be a physical thing, but it may be a relationship. It may be a job. It may be a finance. It may be a health. You just feel like, I can't get past this. And it becomes that dry, desolate, desperate situation. Well, I want you to know there are times in the Christian walk that feels like our text tonight. It feels like we're dry. Sometimes it feels like we have been in a bloody battle and have been staked to the ground. You ever see them westerns? I remember, I think, the Lone Ranger first episode. That's the way it happens where the Lone Ranger gets staked to the ground, if I remember right. But them old westerns, I seen it over and over when I was a kid. They stake them out on the ground and just let them bake in the sun. I've felt that way sometimes. I've felt that way sometimes. I'm going to tell you a couple of weeks ago, just walking from here to the church felt like that. The heat and the humidity out there, I felt that way. Lord, you're cooking me. I'm well done already. We get in a dry position. The wind blowing, the dust in our face until there's no more moisture in our body, let alone our bones. I want to ask you, are there any honest people in the congregation tonight that you admit there's times in your life where things have been dry? Can you admit that tonight? Amen. There's times when things have been desolate, we're dry, and we're without spiritual moisture in our bones. We don't intend to be dry. Never wanted it to happen, but life gave us battles that just took us that direction, that made us be dry. I know this passage goes on to give us some more insight 
Ezekiel 37 and 3 says, And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Quite a question. Looking at all these bones. These are dead men's bones. They're dry. And he said, And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. It's always a good response to God when he asks you a question. Well, God, you already know the answer. Why are you asking me? I'm going I'm to refer that back to you. You know the answer to this. Ezekiel's answer to the question uh, of the Lord was, Oh, Lord God, you know. Ezekiel knew that within the realm of human endeavor, the task was impossible. He was a human. Ezekiel was. He knew that was an impossible task for humans. I want to remind you what Matthew said about this. He said, but Jesus beheld them and he said unto them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. When you're looking at something dry, something that's dead, these bones that are not even put together, and the question is, can these bones live? Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing, Nothing is impossible with God. God told Ezekiel to prophesy. Verse 30, or excuse me, chapter 37, verse 4. Again he said to me, prophesy unto these bones, and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> well, that scripture right there, it inspires me. All right? It inspires me. When we are dry, when we are thirsty, when we need God more than ever before, God said to prophesy to that dryness. <laughs> prophesy to that dryness. Prophesy to these bones. Say to them, bones, hear the word of the Lord. Someone might say, I can't prophesy because the Lord didn't tell me what to say. You're right. You don't need to be prophesying unless the Lord's speaking to you. Oh, now I've got you hooked. I just, I'm fishing out here. You ought to be so close to him that you can hear him say something to you. You ought to be so close. You should be so far into your prayer, into your word, that he's speaking things to you that you can speak out, which is prophecy. I got one amen. I'm going on anyway because it's the truth. Hallelujah. If you'll stay close to God, stay in his presence, stay in prayer, stay in his word, he'll speak to you. You'll begin to prophesy. You'll begin to share what the Lord is sharing with you. God told Ezekiel to say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. What a prescription. Brother Ron, what a prescription to give to these dry, dry bones. Dry bones, listen to the Word of God. Hear the Word of God. Hear what the voice of the Lord is saying. What a solution. What an answer to the dryness of our spiritual bones. Dry bones, hear the Word of the Lord. Dry bones, hear the Word of the Lord. Dry things in my life, hear the Word of the Lord. Dry marriage, hear the Word of the Lord. Dry finances, hear the word of the Lord. Dry jobs, hear the word of the Lord. Speak to your problems. Speak to your mountain. It has to be removed. We need to prophesy. Bones, listen to the word of the Lord. I remember somebody else that listened to the word of the Lord. Lazarus. He's gone. He's dead. And Jesus spoke his name. Lazarus. Come forth. <laughs> I heard another preacher say he had to call him by name because if he just said come forth, everybody in the grave would have got up. <laughs> Lazarus, come forth. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Dry bones that were scattered on the ground represented dead men. It represented death itself. In my mind, to you and me, this may represent the dead things in our lives. It may represent death in our spiritual life. It may represent death in our relationships. It may represent death in our marriages. It may, res- it may represent death in other aspects of our lives. And, and I listed just a couple things here. It could be death in anything in our life. Son of man, can these bones live again? God, only you know. You're the all-knowing, all-powerful. You know if these bones can live again. Church, we have to start prophesying the word of the Lord. Start prophesying, declaring the word of the Lord. We have to be so close to God that we can hear Him when He's speaking to us that we can prophesy the word of the Lord. We have to speak life into things that look impossible. We have to speak life into every situation that we encounter. We have to be listening to God. And when we're listening to Him, He will speak and we can say to to the dry things, dry things, hear the word of the Lord. Dry bones, hear the word. Dead things, hear the word of the Lord. How many of you have ever had something dead in your life and you thought that was never going to happen? It's impossible. It's just not going to happen. And all of a sudden, God turns the switch and it happens. Dead things come to life. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Glory. To my soul, I say... Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. To my health, I say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. To my relationships, I say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. To my finances, I say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. To our church, to our community, I say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse number 5 of chapter 37, Ezekiel says this, Thus saith the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. This is the same breath of God that breathed into Adam. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse number 6 says, I will put sinews, and that word sinews means ligaments and tendons and muscles on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling. Hallelujah. How many knows that when bones get, to get together, you start knocking them, they make some noise. Hallelujah. There was a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews, the ligaments, muscles, and tendons, and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered over them, but there was no breath in them. You can have a body. You can walk through life like a zombie, but when you have the breath of life in you, (laughs) you'll be fully alive. Hallelujah. You'll not be mostly dead anymore. You'll be fully alive. Verse number 9 said, Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. And verse 10 said, so I prophesied 
obedience to the Word of God. I love that right there. So I prophesied. He told me to do it, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out. Peter said, bid me to come, Jesus. And he stepped out of the boat, and he started walking on water. It's time for the church, and it's time for the Christians to say, tell me, Lord, what you want me to say. And when he speaks the Word, be obedient and step out of the boat and do what he's called us to do. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them. And they lived, and they stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the dry things in our life, it's time to hear the word of the Lord. It's time to be so close to God that we can hear His voice speaking, and we can prophesy and say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Life will start to return. The tendons, muscles, ligaments will start to return. The flesh will return. And then breath. <laughs> Prophesying the breath to come from the four winds. Breath entered and life happened. Why? The bones heard the word of the Lord. The bones heard the word of the Lord. That's what the Lord gave me tonight. I want to say this to you. Anything that's dead in your life, that's dry in your life, it may be your spiritual walk with God. It may be your health. It may be your finance. It may be your marriage. It can be so many things. I'm telling you right now, speak the word of God into it. Prophesy to that situation. Speak the words of the Lord. Pastor, where did I find them? Isn't it amazing? I had the answer in my hand. Speak the word of the Lord. This same word is still alive today just like it was when it was written. Just like when it happened. Hallelujah. Speak the word of the Lord. Dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Would you stand with me? Tonight as we conclude this service, here's what I want you to do. You can come up here and stand. You can kneel where you're at. Or I love kneeling at the altars. You know, these altars, and, and people wonder about them. I heard April say this weekend, uh, I'm glad to see altars in the church. I never want to get rid of altars. I understand sometimes we need some room up here. I never want to get rid of them because the altar is where the sacrifice happens. Now, I know the man on the cross, his altar was a cross. It was right there. I know we don't have to have a church building. I know we don't have to have a physical altar. But we do, and we're privileged to have it. And when we come up here, I was telling them, I was praying, and the words come to me, simple words. And God said, turn loose. It may not mean much to you, but when God tells you to turn loose, what he's telling you is that, I've got control. You turn loose. Let me do. Fall back into my arms. Trust me with what I'm doing. Let me have the steering wheel. I'm going to take care of all of it. Turn loose. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. That's what I was praying today. And, and the Lord said, turn loose, Drew. Turn loose. I started praying, God, I give you me. I give you every part of me. I surrender myself, Lord. I put myself on the altar as a sacrifice, Lord. 
That's why I love the altar. It's the place of sacrifice. Tonight, I just want you to gather. Make your altar somewhere. These altars up here are a great spot to be in. It's a sign of surrender that says, God, I give up. I've tried it on my own. I've done everything I can do. I've failed. God, the dryness in my life from this point forward, I want to speak the word of the Lord into my life. Father, I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for this church here at TFT. God, I thank you, Lord, for your word and how it impacts our life. God, as we gather, surrender ourselves to you, the dry spots in our lives, Lord, the, the dry bones in our life, God, we speak it boldly. We prophesy it. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And we know what followed, Father. You put things back together and you breathe life. You breathe life. It raised up an exceedingly great army. I can't help but think, Father, when we come to you, you breathe life into us and you raise up an exceedingly great army. I ask you, Lord, as we submit ourselves to you, that's exactly what happens. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you find your place to pray?